Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm okay. How are you? I am fine, thank you. Feeling good, actually. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's nice for a change. I was feeling kind of frumpy and yucky, but I don't know what changed, but it's good. <laughs> I'll just go with it. feel much better. Yeah. Good. So, that's it. So, is there anything you would like to report about? Well, I'd like to thank a lot of people. Go right ahead. Um, because last Thursday and the um, 6th, I guess, guess, and the 7th on Friday, my mom's viewing and funeral, and um, the people who came out, and I mean, there were at least, not counting the people who were there and had to leave, who I'm hearing from all over the place, but the undertakers were like, there was like 1,600 plus people just through the viewing itself. Right. Not that it's a popularity thing, but they just could, you know, we knew it was going to be a large viewing, a pe- lot of people, but just, I mean, it's just amazing how many people took the time to stand in line and, and be there and um, just to honor my mom and all of us. And it was um, such a wonderful thing. And then, of course, the funeral on um Friday morning was absolutely beautiful, uh, very apropos of my mother. But as I said before, my mother had everything done and picked out and viewed before before um, she passed because she wanted to see and know what it was going to be like yeah. other than what I said, Mom, the only thing you're not knowing about is literally what you're going to look like in that coffin. <laughs> and I said, and you know, maybe what we could do is do a dress rehearsal. If you want, I could call Frankie oh. Regan and you could, and she was laughing. She said, oh, stop it, Laurie. I said, but you're thinking about it, aren't you? She goes, yeah, I am. <laughs> so it was it, because she wanted, you know, writing her own obituary yes. to everything she wanted to do. She just wanted to be as much a part of it mm-hmm. without, well, she was there, but you know what I mean. It yes, was actually quite nice because she she got to plan what she wanted. And um, it was really, it was a beautiful tribute to her. And um, so I am so grateful to everybody who um, either reached out or called or cards. I, I mean, it just gifts and food and and, th- and wish well wishes and people said, I can't be there, but I'm thinking I, just, it's amazing the outpouring of love that mm-hmm. this community has for mm-hmm. people. And so I thank you so much for all of that. And my family thanks everybody. And um, I, I just can't say anymore. It was a very heartfelt couple of days. Well, I have to also say that um, your story uh, what's st- <laughs> oh, oh, uh-huh. 
yeah. was just the best. The joke of my mother. That yes. Well, it was a story, really was. It yes, wasn't. A, it was. But it was it so was funny that. Definitely the kind of thing um, that I would ex- have expected. As you said, it's an Irish wake. Yeah. You have to have a, a funny uh-huh. story. Right. And it's something that I would fully have expected Monsignor Quinn to say uh, exactly the way. Well, he said. you know what? It, it was. It's a. I've been telling this thing since I think 2014 when it happened. Yes. And every time I tell people, they're hysterical. And she she didn't want me. She would be, you know cringe because she couldn't believe she actually thought that's what. But she was so honest about what she heard. And the way you know, I was talking to a friend who called. Well, it was actually Virginia McGregor called to tell me on Monday how beautiful everything was. And she said, "I've been telling that story all weekend, but of so course the I. delivery isn't the same." So. <laughs> so it's just. And you know, speaking of that, I have to tell you one of the sweetest things that happened, Virginia. Who was, who was my next door neighbor for a few years when we first moved in. And her little guy, Bobby, her oldest son, because she, she has six children, but Bobby, who is my Sean's age, they are exactly two weeks apart in age. Mm-hmm. And they met when they were 18 months old and they have been best friends since 18 months to this day. They are incredible. When he was a little boy, he could not say Mrs. Foley, so he would call me Me Foles. Me foals, me foals all the time. And and he sent me a note. He lives in Boston. And he sent me a note about my mother. And he addressed the letter. It was in a in an envelope and a folded, you know, um, lined paper. And he addressed it, dear me foals. Uh, I lost it. Yeah, I'm sure you did. And he talking about my mother and how special she was and the cards that she used to send him because she absolutely loved him. And, and I thought that, like, here's this young kid who took the time to write a little note that meant more to me than I can possibly tell you, calling me the name that he called me since he was two years old. And it was just so sweet. So, um, you know, I said to Virginia, if you're, if you're ever wonder if you did the right thing with your kids, you did. Because those kind of things <laughs> uh, make the, yep. uh, such a, I mean, her kids are wonderful. I love every one of them. But that yes. kid, and when he said that, I thought, oh my God, I, I just, it was so touching. So um, those are the little things that make things so much better. But the story I had to make, I was not eulogizing her. Jimmy wasn't. But Jimmy was a little nervous, as you could imagine. And he said, if I know you're going to tell that story, I'll be able to get through my eulogy. So that's why I went up and stood next to him, behind him, because I wanted him to know I was there and that then I was going to tell that little ditty. Now you need to tell the story because now everybody's (laughs) listening and saying, what's the story? Well, I'm going to do it in a very fast fashion. So Meyer had a procedure done in 2013, and a couple months after, we went to Zuppa del Giorno to have some soup, and we were seated when Joe Caputo used to own it. So Joe Sauce came over with us, sat down, and he said to me, he said, Laurie, I have to tell you, there is this lady who comes in here, and she knows everything about you. Everything. I go, well, what do you mean everything? He said, she, she just knows everything about you, everything about Meyer. He goes, it's a little spooky. I, go, I said, well, who is she? He said, I don't know. That's why I'm telling you. I don't know who she is, but she goes on and on about you and Meyer. I said, well, Joe, what does she look like? He said, well, she's an older woman, very attractive, wavy, gray, short, wavy hair, lovely, very sweet, and beautifully dressed. I said, Joe, that is my mother. And he said, your mother? I had no idea it was your mother. I said, yes, that's my mother. He said, well, she she never told me. I said, well, she probably assumed you knew, blah, blah, blah. 
So a couple months later, my uncle is staying at my home after surgery with his daughter from Texas. And we, the five of us were sitting at my dining room table. And I said to my mom, I said, hey, mom, do you know that Joe Caputo had absolutely no idea who you were? She goes, what do you mean? I said, he didn't know you were my mother. She said, come on, Laura, he had to. I said, mom, he did not know you were my mother. He came up to me and he said... My, you know, this woman, blah, blah, blah. And he did not know you were my mom. She said, well, how does he know? How do you know? I said, well, I asked him, what did the woman look like? And, she, and I said, and he said, well, she's an older woman. And she said, of which she rolled her eyes. I go, yeah, okay. And you, that you were very attractive, that you had short, beautiful, wavy hair. You were a lovely woman and, and very sweet. And you were beautifully dressed. And she said, oh, Laurie. And she took her hands on my table and she slammed it. He did not say that. I said, mom, yes, he did. And she said, don't you dare say those things. He never said that about me. I said, mom, he did say it. She said, he did not. I said, mom, you are beautifully dressed. And she said, oh, 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 okay. I thought you said he thought, I thought, wait, I'm losing it now. He said, she's, I said to her, she said, I thought you said he said that I had beautiful breasts. <laughs> so laugh, everybody, laugh, laugh. <laughs> Beautifully dressed, she heard beautiful breasts. So <laughs> anyway, it was the laugh of the century. Sorry I screwed up on the end there. It's okay. <laughs> it was good. That was the story. That's a great story. And so I told that at church, <clears throat> Nicole, and the, the priest and the bishop, Doherty, and I looked over, I go, sorry, Father, and uh, sorry, Bishop. But it was cute. I mean, you know, it wasn't a bad thing. No, So at the end, Father Burke shook my hand. He goes, that was a good story. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to make it. We had to laugh, and yes. and and that's a good way for me because that's my the way I handle anything is yeah, to well, laugh. And most of us would, but that's just a great so story. It is it's, it's because how about her hearing that? It, I know. Well, because we all know her hearing was not that great. No, it wasn't. As a matter of fact, I t Sean, I I tease people and they say, "Laura, do you have a pension plan?" I said, "Yes, it's called Sean Cadden Foley," <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, well, mom, that's fine. I'll take care of you." but you have hearing aids. <laughs> because he used to, my mother would drive him nuts with, what'd you say, Shabla? And she did it. And she said, I don't want hearing aids. They're for old people. That's what she said. So she wouldn't, she wouldn't get her hearing aids. That's how, what she did. But it, it was oh kind of, it was funny. And then when, so when, when I got there on Thursday though, it's for the viewing and, um, you know, the, we, we went in first, obviously. And so I was talking to her and I said, um, by the way, um, Belle, because I, I used to call her um, Annabelle, and I mm -hmm. told people that was her real name, and she it would drive her nuts. And uh, so I'd call her Belle or Bella, and she'd and I'd she said, so one of the days, well, right before, a couple of days before she died, she said, I don't like that you call me Belle. I said, Mom, I've been calling you Belle for 30 years. And she said, well, I don't like it. I said, well, don't you know that it means beautiful? She goes, oh, then okay. Oh, then it was okay. But um, but I walked over to her and I was talking to her and I said, Mom, your breasts are looking beautiful. Oh, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. I said it right out loud. <laughs> it was just a oh, thing we had, you know? Yeah. Well, so anyway, yeah, it was. But she she, was really funny. she would be proud of, <laughs> of everything. And then one more story about that. This isn't a funny one, but yeah. um, my friends, um, Deb Dudley and Randy Williams gave me these beautiful wind chimes. Mm-hmm. 
And they gave, Deb gave them to me on Tuesday night. So, um, and there's a disc that hangs from it. And it says, when you hear the chimes, you'll know I'm near. And then on the other side, it's it's, um, engraved in loving memory of my mother's name and her date of birth and date of death. And then it says, fly birdie, fly on the bottom. Because of course, when we were at hospice, they talked to you about... It's tell them it's okay to go. And so we did all that. And then after everybody said their stuff, I just, because she loved birds as I do. And I said, it's it's okay, mom, fly, birdie, fly. And so Deb, I told Deb, I said that she had that engraved on the back God, of this disc. Really nice. And do you know, Meyer hung it yesterday morning for me. And do you know, I am still waiting to hear those <laughs> damn wind, wind chimes. I'm like, why isn't, why aren't, you know, why isn't it chiming yet? <laughs> so anyway, so maybe those are the things want, you, maybe she does want you to know she's around. I guess not. <laughs> not right now. But anyway, so that oh, was it. That's great. So your sons were in too, which is one. And of course, Tommy singing Danny Boy acapella. How and about it that? it was incredible. I know. Incredible. I know. And I, if, if I recall, when we were at the after funeral um, lunch, several people that know you said they wanted him to come to back. To their funeral. To not just the funeral, but to weddings and some oh, other yeah, things I know, that were going on. Oh, yeah, but you wouldn't believe the people who text me, uh, <laughs> put him down for mine. And you know, it was beautiful too, at the gravesite when the casket was being lowered in, Tommy sang Danny Boy again, a cappella, and he knew enough to keep, to spread it out enough, the song, and the phrasing to to the very second when the casket touched the bottom of where wow. it touched. And it was so beautiful. So that was her thing, and she wanted him to do it. And, of course, he did it twice for her, and he did, he's, he's like, and before he started to sing, he said, please, everybody, if my voice is off, it's freezing, and it was. Yeah. But he did a great job. That's so, good. And then they'll be back in on Monday. Oh, good. This coming Monday, Yay. yes. For yeah. uh, nine days or so. so And Sean's in for almost a month because of school break. So Starting Monday. St- he'll be in on Tuesday, but Tommy will be in on Monday. Okay. So I was talking to him about Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he said that it's always a little awkward when he has to figure out how to cook some things at your house. And take and them to Barbara's. And take them to your yeah. sister's house. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know what was on the menu. He wasn't We're doing sure. very simple things this time. Oh, good. So okay. he, I already ordered stuff, so he's he knows we're good. We're all good. So okay. we are, after a full 15 minutes of Ann Cadden RN, <laughs> which, you know, she told me one day, she said, Laura, you know, after I pass, will you spend 15 minutes just talking about me? I said, sure. No, she did it. You know, I used to say that all the time. Anyway, anyway, we'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of the Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy, your ignorance of it is. 
I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. Do you have a support, custody, or divorce case in Northeastern Pennsylvania? Call Barbara J. O'Hara, an attorney with 31 years of experience in divorce, custody, and support cases. You need an attorney who is experienced in family law cases, not a general practitioner. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. This may be your first divorce, but it shouldn't be your attorney's. You need experience on your side. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. Here's Lori and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm I started a few years ago specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we have our guest, one of two guest experts this week. Uh, The current one we'll be listening to is Dr. Nicole DeNova, who is the owner and uh, surgeon at Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. I usually say that all wrong, but I said it right today. Get a big A plus. Okay. Nicole's even smiling. And she is also what we call la grande fromage, (laughs) otherwise known as the big cheese there. So, welcome, Nicole. (laughs) After all that intro. So, you have a couple things to tell us about today relative to maintaining the health of our pets through this Christmas season. Yeah, you know, I think uh, it was probably starting back by Halloween. We talked about Halloween's like the entryway through the winter months and all the... The things that our kids, our four-legged kids, well, and probably our two-legged kids want to get into. Um, Christmas serves its own uh, new sort of list of things that can pose as threats. So, you know, we have Christmas trees 
that's bad enough. They smell good. They look good. If you have cats, they want to climb trees. Hey, you brought a tree inside the house for me? <laughs> Thank oh, you. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Forget the cat, the fake cat carpeted tree, but uh-huh. this is the real thing. Yep. Then on top of it, you're going to make it sparkly and dangly with spinning objects and... Uh-huh. So to a cat, that is... Heaven. Yeah, well, and it's also if you, you know, try and keep them away from it, it can be a nightmare for you and for the cats. So, mm-hmm. But we do see a number of, you know, just talking about cats alone, um, foreign bodies, so things that they're not supposed to ingest. You would be amazed at what cats can do. They eat so much tinsel, and that tinsel, the problem with the tinsel is that, you know, it could be a 12-inch strand, that stuff's not actually that easy to break. Mm-hmm. So when they eat it, it's kind of like spaghetti, but it doesn't break. So if it goes down into the stomach and into the small intestines, you would think that as the intestines try and move things along, it might snap into pieces, but it doesn't. And that's where they get into trouble. Um, you know, cats, believe it or not, will actually eat Christmas ornaments. Um, we've We've had cats who will somehow get that metal end with the hook they'll separate it from the glass or whatever the material is for the ornament and then they'll swallow that Um, we've actually had cats and dogs unfortunately who will eat through a glass ornament they will shard the glass and then eat it it's insane what animals sometimes do why do do they do why just instinct or like behavior i think I think it's a round object. It's like a toy. You know, it's it bobbles around. It makes noise. It's shiny. It's sparkly. It's, you know, and then the next thing, I think their behavior, innate behavior takes over and they think, well, I killed the mouse. I have to eat it now. I, you know, yeah. if I knew, uh, there's a thousand things I could tell you that I have unfortunately Removed. had to remove mm-hmm. from a dog or a cat's stomach or their intestines. And I just think, why in the world did you eat this? Yeah. <laughs> What possessed you? Uh, So, yeah. Mm. Uh, So I think just caution about that. Ribbon around uh, gifts, wrapping paper, the gifts themselves. Um, You know, then we've got toxic plants around the house. People like to have certain types of plants indoors for the holidays. Um, Some of them can be so toxic that the smallest amount being eaten unless they unless a cat or dog gets especially cats gets treated right away um it can be deadly uh so as i've done in the past i always tell people about um and we use them as well aspca as a resource actually has this amazing website they also have a poison um toxic hotline uh, that you can call. So even if you have just a question, hey, my dog just ate a grape, what should I do? Never hesitate to call them. Or you can say, my dog just ate 20 grapes, what do I do? Um, And if you have questions about are grapes even toxic before I make a phone call, you can go to their website and they have a list of all the different types of things that you need to know about what animals can get into and what they might eat. Um, You know, and the last thing is just think about what you're making for Christmas dinner. Um, chocolate, candies, cookies, all those types of things that you'll have around the table. Um, Believe it or not, if you cook something, it's on a skewer. Don't think the dog's not going to eat the meat on the skewer with the skewer, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's just one of these... You know, just like little kids, you turn your back your back for a second and they get into trouble. So just, it's one of those, can the dog get up onto the table? Has he done it in the past? What do you need to do to kind of keep them separate from it? Nicole, um, let me ask you about the, the, the food that people have for Christmas dinners. Sure. Um, I know some people 
no, I don't think anymore, and it doesn't happen with my family, but I've seen it, where they think they're doing the dog a favor by giving them the bone that has meat on it, like it's right. a treat. I know that's not right. So the the big why. rule, yeah, the big rule I would say to you is um, just don't do it. That's the safe answer, right? Uh, but there are certain bones that you might think it's nice to give the dog the bone with the meat on it. But the problem is, is that if the dog can shatter through that bone, that bone will fragment. Those fragments, as we all know, are sharp, sharp shards. So they will ingest that or those pieces of bone. And then that bone may either poke through, perforate the stomach, the intestines. Sometimes dogs will eat the bone in such a way that it gets stuck in the stomach and won't go anywhere from there. Um, And so, you know, the answer really is, I know it's on us. It's not the dog. The dog didn't walk up to you and say, you know what I could really (laughs) use this Christmas is that bone right there. It's us. It's not them. So I know it's a nice treat, but go, go into the you know, cabinet and get them their usual dog treats or give them some carrots or, you know, whatever, give them a nice new Kong toy for Christmas. But the food off the table and the bones and things like that, it's just too dangerous. So. Not good. Yeah. And then there's the poinsettias or right. poinsettias, mm-hmm. how you say it, for the cats. Yeah. Those are particularly toxic. Um, Christmas lilies, I think, is that the, uh, I don't know, there's another term for Christmas lilies I can never remember. My brother's the horticulturist, not me. <laughs> But um, they can be so toxic that with just a small amount of ingestion, um, it is what we call a renal toxicity. So it's a kidney um, agent and it can be, uh, these animals go into renal failure acutely, very quickly, and there's really no getting them out of it. So unfortunately we end up seeing at least a couple patients every year um, and there's really not much you can do. Once it once the kidney suffers that kind of an insult, it's just irreversible, unfortunately. So if you've got them in your household and you do have cats, you know, even people who say to me, hey, my cat's 12. She's the best behaved thing ever. She's never, you know, never say never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just be very, very cautious. That's all. And there's lots of families who have gotten to the point where they've said, thank you, but no, thank you. I, I can't have that plant because I have cats in my house. And so whatever the plants may be, just say no, you know, put them at your office someplace else where you'll be able to enjoy them just not in your household yeah because they are so pretty Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but do you keep you don't okay no i don't have any points that is in the house just not worth the risk no it isn't Mm -hmm. because i just even though i don't think they would care for them i just don't want to take that chance Mm -hmm. so it's not worth it yeah so you were also telling us nicole with that which i think is fascinating those disc type things please because i've never heard of this sure this is me and how do you get them sure so, so um for those people who know of invisible fence that is a company and there's some you know offshoots of that company but that was the original invisible fence is a company that created uh, a barrier that people use outdoors as a replacement for a physical fence around their property. So uh, dogs typically will use it. They'll have a collar. If a dog gets close to the fence line, this electric line that's buried under the ground, it sends out a beep. Uh, And then if the dog chooses to ignore the beep, it will give them a soft little zap on the collar and tell them, you know, it's a noxious stimuli to say, go the other way. And the newest ones are if they go past that fence, it'll keep giving them a zap until they turn in the direction of home. And as soon as they turn and face home, it turns it off and that kind of encourages them to go back home. Well, then they developed something that you can use indoors. And I actually use these as what I like to term a 
an electronic baby gate and they're genius. So my dogs have collars and you put, they either have discs and they just actually came out with something that looks like a big, um, you know, two inch wide by whatever the width of a door is and you just set it at the bottom of the door. Um, but basically what they are is when you turn them on, you can set a radius around that disc. And if a cat or dog or whoever's wearing that collar gets within that radius, it beeps the collar. So that should be enough of a warning. But if, you know, some of us have jerk cats, you know, <laughs> that's how it goes. So if they want to ignore the beep and they get too close, it'll send them a soft zap and that'll tell them, you know, get away. So I have these in my house next to litter pans, next to cat so for the dogs next to the cat food bowls um, there's certain doorways where I set them so what I was saying earlier is when I leave the house in the morning I set one by a doorway that leaves my kitchen so the dogs will stay in the kitchen just in case there's any accidents mm -hmm. when I come home um, they're waiting to run into the living room they actually know as soon as I touch the button and lift it off the floor they go racing into the living room I can actually now I've gotten to the place where sometimes the discs aren't even on they just don't know but they won't <laughs> even bother. That's good. Because they know that this is there. Mom didn't, behavior, yeah. mom didn't mm -hmm. say, okay, you can cross the threshold. So, um, so as electronic baby gates, they work great. And you can put them, you know, put one right underneath the Christmas tree. It'll keep them away. Um, they actually make them even in the design of like an outdoor rock. So if you're entertaining outside, but there's a flower bed that you're, you don't want your dogs in, you put the rock in the middle of the flower bed, they can't get within a three-foot radius I of it. it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really clever... And, you know, there's a proponent of people that say, look, that's just cruel. You're going to zap your dog for that. But it's not as if they're being electrocuted, yeah. okay? It is a very gentle zap. Uh, they can adjust it to be harder if they need to. But the big thing is it's a behavioral modification, and this, you don't just put the collars on, put the disc down and walk away. You have, there's some training that goes into this. Um, and the biggest thing is it's the beeping first. And so all my dogs have to do is hear beep, 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 beep. And they... They know. Oh, absolutely. They mm -hmm. turn around and they yeah. walk away like, okay. Um, and in the end, it is far safer. So my argument is always... My dogs stay in my yard. They don't get hit by car. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't climb the Christmas tree. They don't go into certain rooms. They're not in the litter pans. You know, they're not eating yes. all the cat food. Um, they stay where I need them to stay when I'm not there to monitor them. So I know that they're being kept safe. Mm -hmm. and so where do that, you find these? Um, you can go and do a search for Invisible Fence. Um, I actually, for, for people that are local, I use uh, Invisible Fence. I think they're based in Mountaintop. <coughs> I think the person that manages that uh, is Sean. He's a great guy. Um, and the company's phenomenal. They're so, they're so great to work it. with. So yeah, I absolutely. I think it's a great idea. Okay. I do too. I love it. They don't make those <laughs> for husbands, do they? <laughs> I'm not going to have one. So <laughs> wherever, you, no, wherever you put that collar, Lori, I, I see, <laughs> look at she, I know it. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, boy. I can say because I don't have one. Yeah, that that's Lynn, okay. Lynn, you do. Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> anyway. Okay. And how about one more thing about any about your calendars? Yeah, the only other thing I wanted to mention to everybody is um, 
Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center uh, has an angel fund that we utilize funds uh, for pets and families that are in need. And it's not just around Christmas, it's all year round. But we actually just recently created a calendar with, we treat far more than 12, but we picked 12 different patients for the calendar from years in past that have received angel funds and treatment and interviewed their parents. And we've got these great pictures for each month. So they've got, you know, kitty cat February and all that kind of stuff. Uh Um, And they are for sale at the hospital. They're $15 a piece. And the entire, uh, all the proceeds go back into the angel fund. So it's a really great. So if somebody wants to buy a quick stocking stuffer, give us a call and come pick up a calendar. Love it. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Well, we thank everybody for listening. Once again, we're going to go into our next guest expert, who will be Dr. Barbara Plucknett. She will be up next, and uh, we'll see you in a little bit. Stay tuned. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Plugnett, MD of Advanced Gynecology Associates in Scranton. I've had the occasion to work with many women in my 25 years as a gynecologist. And while I enjoy that experience, I also specialize in helping women to have a better quality of life before, during, and after menopause. I believe it requires a personal touch. I get to know my patients, and I personally strive to make the normal process of menopause as easy as possible beyond resorting to traditional hormone replacement therapy. If you're a woman thinking this is only happening to me, know that you're not alone. If you have questions, concerns, need personalized attention, please come and talk with me. I'm here to help you. There's no need to suffer with menopausal symptoms. You can reach me at my office in Scranton by a phone number 570-344-9997, or you can find us on the web at Dr. Barbara Plucknett, that's B-A-R-B-A-R-A-P-L-U-C-K-N-E-T-T dot com. At Fidelity Bank, we're here whenever and wherever you need us. As your financial partner, our goal is to provide you trusted advice and outstanding service, whether you're in line at our branches or online with your smartphone, mobile device, or computer. With convenient banking tools like our Fidelity mobile app, you can put the bank right in your pocket for safe, secure, 24-7 access anytime or anywhere. Call today, 1-800-388-4380. Visit us online or stop by your local branch to Go Mobile with Fidelity. Fidelity Anytime Banking. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadney, owner of Laurie Cadney Enterprises, which is fundraising, which is a fundraising. Um, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans, and I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically designed for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And our guest today is a guest expert, I should say. A guest expert today is Dr. Barbara Plucknett, who is the owner of Advanced Gynecology, Inc. Uh, did I get that right? <laughs> Advanced Gynecology Associates um, in Scranton. And uh, welcome, Dr. Barbara. Good morning. How are you today? Good. Good morning. As we get closer to the holiday season, well, I thought we would talk about how to survive the holidays, one, and how to stay healthy during the holidays, two, because I think that these things are very important to our health in general, and I feel like sometimes we just get taken over by the holiday bus, and (laughs) somehow or other we don't... You know, we miss our stop or we don't get off and the bus just keeps going. And, and you know, I, I myself am finding it a little bit more difficult this year um, just to feel at ease with the holiday and enjoy the holiday. And so I thought it might be wise if we all sat back and thought about how can we survive the holidays and stay healthy through them and enjoy them. So I think one of the things, yeah, really, I mean, that is what they're all about. The holidays really aren't about how much can you buy and how many parties can you go to, but it's about trying to enjoy the season um, and enjoy the people around you um, and spend that time a little bit more calmly. Um, And of course, you want to stay healthy through all of that. So one of the things that, you know, I, I want to remind people is just to try to keep your routine your routine. Although there may be many events that we need to go to, for the most part, you want to keep your regular, your days as, as much of a routine as possible. You want to get up at your usual time. You want to try to make sure you get some exercise if that's what you normally do. Um, You know, try to keep your diet routine where it belongs. Um, And I think it's very hard for people when there's events going on because, you know, typically what I hear is, you know, you've got a big party coming up and you don't eat all that day because you want to eat all the food at the party that night. And so you're starving when you get to the party because you can't wait to get to the party. But then you eat everything in sight. And so a couple of things happen there. Number one, your nutritional status all day has been poor. But number two, you've probably made some bad choices when you get to the party, which will further weaken your energy levels and immune system and things of that sort. And of course, then there's always the whole weight issue. I already hear people talking about when they're going to go on their diets in January because everybody's gaining weight during the holidays. And you know, it, it it may be that people put on some weight. It's not inevitable that people gain weight during the holidays. Sometimes it happens, but sometimes it doesn't. And so I think it's very important to try to eat healthily all day, every day, that you're not going someplace else. And then when you go someplace else, try to pick things that are reasonable. If you want to splurge, go ahead and understand that tomorrow you're back to the regular routine. I think that, you know, everything in moderation should also be kept in mind while you're going through this holiday season, that being food. And, of course, when you say moderation, people immediately think alcohol. Um, And, again, it's so very easy to drink more than you might. And, of course, if you've starved yourself all day, that alcohol hits a little bit harder than it might Mm -hmm. have had you had some food. Um, And so, you know, we want to make sure that 
you can have alcohol if that's what you wish and that you have it within reason so you're still enjoying yourself at the end, but also so that it, when you go home, your sleep is not disturbed by the excessive alcohol, which leads me to yeah. my next conversation. Sleep is so, so very important during this time of the year because when you don't get enough sleep, you are so much more susceptible to illness. And they, there was a, a study that they did looking at you know, people who slept eight hours and they compared the people who slept less than seven and the people who were slept less than seven hours a night were three times more likely to catch a cold or just a common illness than those people that had adequate amounts of sleep. And I know eight hours seems like a lot during a busy season. And it's sometimes hard to get to bed on time because there's so many things that you'd like to get done before you went to bed. But it really is so important to get that sleep and maintain your immune system as you're trying to get through this craziness. You know, we're, we're subjected to so many people. We're in, we're in crowded rooms. We're in crowded areas. We're out shopping. We're in grocery stores. And everybody's got the, you know, there's illness all around us. And the best thing we can try to do is prevent that illness. And sleep is one of the most important things that you can do to prevent illness. So the other thing that we want to talk about when we're talking about surviving the holidays is how to prevent illness. And that would be making sure that you sanitize as you go. And some people can be a little bit over the top with their hand sanitizer. But I think in general, um, you know, trying to sanitize when you can, have it in your pocket, have your little bottle of hand sanitizer that you use, Take advantage of the sanitizing wipes that they have at the entranceways of the different stores. Wipe off your, your cart. You never know whose dirty little hands have been touching the things that you now have to touch. And again, we just commented on how there's so much illness around. It would be best if you could try to reduce illness by just reducing your contact with the number of germs that are out there. So, you know, I, I, I sometimes make fun of my sister because she, she is one of those overly sanitizing type people, uh, but her point is well taken. You know, you want to reduce your risk of uh, being subjected to any of those things. So the other things that I like to talk about are, you know, when we're in the midst of this craziness and we have lists upon lists upon lists of things to do, I really want you to try to focus on the day at, ta at hand and the task at hand. I want us to just be in the moment and I want us to try to enjoy the day that it is, you know, the Saturday that, you know, it's Saturday, we have a lot to do, it's our day off of work, we wanna get it all crammed in, but do try to enjoy the day and not think about yesterday and not think about tomorrow. You know, it's easy to get caught up in the railroad train that comes down the pike that's, you know, we've got this to do today, that to do tomorrow, the next day. And, you know, I'm very good at making lists, but I'm trying to stay on the day at hand um, and just keep myself in that moment because it, it is very easy to be taken over by all that's going on. And the last bit of advice, just say no. If you're really tired, you really feel overwhelmed, you really feel that you just can't do one more thing, just say no and have no guilt. Truly, this is about everybody enjoying, not necessarily the person who you were supposed to go with or the party that you were supposed to attend, but it's about you yourself also enjoying that time. And, and if saying no to yet one more party is what it's gonna take for you to calm down, 
get some rest, eat a little bit more healthy, then that's what you have to do. And have no guilt. Truly have no guilt. The holidays are to be enjoyed. I think, Barbara, that um, one of the things that derails, given your analogy here, a lot of people is trying to keep up with the traditions that were part of the family. And I say that in the sense of um, baking cookies as well as baking all of the things or cooking all of the things that have been part of your family traditions for years and years and years. Um, and, And I just think that there's nothing wrong with going to a store and buying it. You have to. I agree. If that's not uh-huh. something that's going to be in your schedule, uh, sure, yeah. everybody would like to be able to do that. But if that that's one of those things where it falls under the just say no. Um, you yeah. know, if you really can't pull it off and do it with with enjoyment and mm-hmm. joy in your heart because it's just yeah. too much, then either buy have somebody else make them or go buy them someplace else. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. So, you know, the other thing is, you know, sometimes holidays are hard for people and not everybody is going to have the joy of experiencing a holiday like, like somebody else might. I mean, you know, we, we have things that are interfering with our ability to enjoy the holiday and you have to give yourself, you have to acknowledge that in yourself that maybe this isn't your year for a holiday celebration. Maybe you need to spend time differently this year. Yeah. And maybe you need to spend some time just being... Um, good to yourself. Go, go get a, a massage or, you know, go to a movie in the afternoon. <laughs> Just do something that takes you in a place where it's not all about the pressure of what you have to do for the holiday. Right. That makes sense. I would agree. Well, Barbara yeah. was saying before, too, about being in the moment. You, you, you lose it all if you don't, if you're so busy rushing through it all. You don't pay attention to the lights or to the what it feels like to be in it. And just like paying attention to what somebody else has done that you could, you know, get joy out of without having to do it yourself. You can look yeah. at somebody else's lights. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's just so much, it's so much, sometimes it's a little bit better. Enjoy that part of it. Because I know this year, of course, I have but I'm not doing what I usually do from a decorating standpoint. I, I, I just can't do it. So um, mm-hmm. I'm not, and I'm not beating myself up. I'm just said, said to myself, not doing it. End of story. So, right. Good for that's you. Wise. But that's what? wise. That's, that's exactly the point that the rest of us need to, to be able to understand is that, you know, you just set a very good example. This is not your year to be all out doing everything. And it's not going to be as it might have been last year or the year before. And that's okay. Right. It's just okay. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a good thing. Or the other well, thing is, too, to start some new traditions. Start something true. different that, that works true. for you. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yep. an option. Like, like maybe taking Patrick A. DiNapoli somewhere with me and leave Lynn, Lynn Evans home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a good perfect thing, example. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Thank you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh boy. Well. Oh my gosh. I think uh, it, it's all good stuff. And I will tell you that I think just having experienced some of this today, when we starve ourselves to eat at a party, you would be better off if you ate your little bit of breakfast and your little bit of lunch or whatever it is, because when you get there, you're not as hungry. 
I did that today. I ate breakfast and I ate a salad at lunch with grilled chicken and I ate a rice cake with peanut butter and jelly for breakfast. And I went into a candy store and I had absolutely zero interest in, in, in anything that was there because I was full from what I ate. Exactly. Yay. And that's what you need to be reminded of is that, you know, and, and if you went to a party tonight, you would probably pick what you felt you wished to have, but you wouldn't eat everything there. No, because you had enough. Because you're full. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that's the wise thing to do. Yep. So Makes you're right sense. about that. Okay. Well. So everybody well, has their we, we need to move forward with our staying calm. Right? Yes. And mm-hmm. doing things that we feel are most important for us. And try and to forgive enjoy ourselves. Holiday. Forgive and ourselves. And forgive ourselves if, if we haven't yes. done the right thing. Yes. That's Absolutely. Big, because yeah, we'll forgive good. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Barbara. That's right. Okay, well, we're going to leave. We thank you, Barbara, for another wonderful uh, um, time with us here this month and all of the things you need to remember as we had, as we are in the midst of um, the holiday season. So thank you. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Barb and Joy. And, oh, you uh, as well. We will see you soon. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. 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 This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.